Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. My name is Andy Grant. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to express and allow for all of their emotions because feeling is something most men have not been taught, something has been modeled for them and hasn't been encouraged. And indeed, for some men, they were even punished for being emotional while they're growing up. Or, you know, some men might say that they're punished in different ways for being emotional now as adults as well. Um, we don't do that here. This is a punishment-free zone. Um, I, I hope that it's also a judgment-free zone, but I will not own that I am free of all judgment. But it's, yeah, it's, it's our goal. We won't consciously judge you. Exactly. Or we'll, yeah, there. So, but we, I can guarantee you won't be punished for taking part in any episode of Real Men Feel. For sure. So whether you're, uh, this is your first time listening or you've been a long-time listener, thank you very much. This, uh, we are winding up our first year of production. This podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find show notes and more information at realmenfeel.org. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes at realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. And while you're there, please give us a rating or review. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like that whole twit thing, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. Your comments, feedback, and participation are always welcome during the live recording and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. And any links mentioned during each episode are in the show notes, which you can find on the realmenfeel.org blog. So with me as always, as has been the case for all but one show in our history, <laughs> my co-host and friend, Alpio Hunter. Hey, Andy. How are you doing today? Oh, man, I just was thinking it's been incredible to think that, you know, we have gone the, practically the entire year this year. Every, well, at first, not every week, but boy, it quickly became every week. Yeah. I think and, we only, I think, it would it be funny, I was going to go back and look to be sure, but I think we did one show thinking it would be bi-weekly, and then, yeah, we quickly, either show one or two, we said, oh, let's just do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's been that way ever since. Yeah. It's been so, this is our final show for 2016, uh, and this is actually episode 41. This is the first year we've been doing this. And you know, this, it's, it's the final days of 2016. We wanted to explore year-end rituals, ways to release the old, to welcome the new. And, and I really wanted to do this because I see so many people posting on social media about, oh, what a horrible year 2016 was, and good riddance, and get out of here, and this year sucked. And, and it seems to me that... That's being said because of the loss of lots of celebrities this year. Mm -hmm. And it really also increased um, with the results of the presidential election for at least the vocal people that I see. Um, yeah, I would agree. In fact, speaking of celebrities, today we just had uh, Carrie Fisher who left us. Right. And so there are a lot of people at work who are you know, remembering her and talking about that. And so, yeah, I mean, as far as, as, as the shock of, of so many famous well-known people yeah absolutely but i think that's one of the rituals also that a lot of folks tend to engage in and that is the ritual of commiseration mm. so they go back and it becomes like a whole bitch fest if you will <laughs> yeah. and and you even said that, that you know the shock of like humans die mm -hmm. right our lifespans have end dates so it's always like oh i'm so shocked that person died i'm so shocked I'm like really like is shock the word like Surprise! Oh, didn't know it'd be today, but we're, you know, we're all right. We're right. all going to stop breathing at some point. 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. the, what, what's the saying? There's, there's only two, two guarantees in this world, death and taxes. Yeah. I was looking and so yeah, so Carrie Fisher um, passed away today and George Michael, uh, George Michael just a couple just, days ago now. Yeah, just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Right? And earlier, you know, the big one, you know, I don't want to say the big ones, the most celebrated, the most noticed, uh, you know, Prince, uh, mm -hmm. David Bowie, mm -hmm. um, and then Muhammad Ali. Yeah. But I might, I'm like, I looked at like, saw him on the list, like, really? That, that already feels like so long ago, but he died this June. Yeah. Yeah. This no, I, you're right. I thought it was like years ago when I realized it was this year. I'm like, yeah. wow, you know, what, what's, what's, where's time going? And that's probably another ritual. So the ritual of, of thinking of, of commiserating, the ritual of, of remembering celebrities who have passed, the ritual of listening to the news and all the major news events. Uh, you know, the, the ritual of talking about, oh, my God, where did time go? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I follow um, different numerologists and astrologists and energy worker types. And, you know, everyone that looks at numerology is called 2016, the year of completion. Um, that it, it, it broke down to a number nine. So that's the, you know, we really have zero through nine as our digits. So there was a nine year. So it was things ending and wrapping up. So yeah. last January, a forecast I read said, there'll be a lot of people passing on this year. And they're like, wow, that's, that prediction was nailed right on. And, and it yeah. was a lot of, they said a lot, of be, a lot of creative artistic types because they had really expressed everything that they had really come to get out. So yes. I, you know, as it happened, I, like, I didn't, you know, I, I can, you know, I feel sad and, oh, we won't see that person make something new or be in the movies again, you know. But, but I'm also amazed. Um, you know, somebody's greatest hits album when they're a musician or old movies. Like, it, it invigorates yeah. a whole generation of people that it's never true. knew them, right? So it's almost, a, you know, it becomes a public celebration. It does. It does. In fact, probably one of the most recent ones that I remember was the day that Farrah Fawcett died. And that afternoon, Michael Jackson died. And poor Farrah Fawcett was totally forgotten. I mean, the whole day was pretty much devoted to her. And then all of a sudden, Michael Jackson died on that same day. And then she was totally forgotten. No, it's all about Michael Jackson. And Never mentioned about poor Farrah Fawcett, you know, since since that time. Yeah. Right, you know, to 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 your point, you know, that that whole thing of of remembering, commiserating, and and but more so celebrating the life, especially of the creative types. I think is a really fascinating thing, and and the fact that you brought up the fact that it's a year of completion. I have to say, it really feels that way. You know, it's a completion of many of the old dynamics, the old order, and even the results of this particular election. To me, is like a last gasp of an old dynamic, an old paradigm is trying to cling to life. Yeah, yeah. And so, so 2017 um, is being called the year of new beginnings by Elizabeth Peru is who I got that term from, but it breaks down numerology. It's, you got a two, zero, a one, and a seven, mm -hmm. and up to 10 breaks down to a one. So every year is a new beginning, but this year, because it breaks down to one is truly energetically, True. numerology, a new beginning. A, yeah. a new a new series of of an eight years of energy of going through different phases so one thing that i always like to do and especially this year mm -hmm. um, an end of this eight years of energy and again as i looked and saw that they talked about his eight year chunks when yeah. when i looked back and it's i've been doing personal growth stuff for eight years exactly. ah. i was like wow that was bizarre so what what will i be doing <laughs> the next eight years right <laughs> amping it up <laughs> So, so one of the things that um, this phrase I, I caught I caught this week while researching for the show was winding down the year with awareness. Like, mm -hmm. oh, and not just saying, oh, it sucked, get out of here, but being willing, you know, to to go and what what 
what lessons, who will you miss? Like what music is brought back to the surface, right? Yeah. You know, what old movie you're going to watch now? Like, oh, that guy's gone and, you know, will be different for you, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's a twist on the Henry Ford quote of whether you think you can or think you can't, but where right, if right. you think the year sucked or you thought the year was great, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Either way, you are going to be right. right. So, I, I, you know, I, oh, no, no, go, go ahead. You know, I, I just like, I like to, and I encourage everyone to take some time to, to honor, to appreciate, and to recognize all of our hard-won and intense lessons. Absolutely. And lessons can show up in joy and happiness, and they can show up in painful moments, too. Absolutely. All, every single one can be a yay you moment. We need to have Havelin on the show one of these days to talk about now to do the whole yay you thing, but it's she's so amazing. Um, but, you know, and, and, and to your point regarding the whole awareness thing, you know, the, the pain as well as the joy, they both balance each other out. Um, but and there's a fine line between being a bitching and, and being aware, you know, you, you can you know, remember and just, you know, just spew and just go, you know, talk about how horrible the year was and everything else and everything that went wrong and so forth. Or you can be aware of the totality of it. You can be aware of the, you know, where, where I work, we have these things called the could be betters or the CBB hashtag CBB <laughs> could be better. Instead of saying, you know, Oh, I screwed up or whatever. You can say, Hey, you know, it could be better. And, or, I, you know, or we can love it. And, and, you know, so, so yeah, rather than going back and saying, beating yourself up, you know, taking out the measuring stick, like we human beings like to do. And then instead of measuring beat, you know, using it to, to, to hit ourselves over the head with it, um, just say, Hey, you know, what could be better? And then using that to move forward. That to me is, is the, the complete picture of awareness. Yeah. All of it, good, bad, ugly, and great. <laughs> so I want to, when you were growing up, did, mm -hmm. What did New Year's Eve, what did the end of a year, it's not even a year, what, what did that mean to you or what did, what did you think it? Well, it's interesting because my family never really had any real year-end rituals per se, but there was always a beginning of the year ritual. So in Brazil, where my mom is from, the, the ritual down there and the tradition down there is whatever you do at the beginning of the year is what you're going to be doing for the rest of the year. And so there's always an awareness at the, at the end of the year as to what it is that you wanted to, to accomplish in the next year. What it is that you wanted to do in that next year? And then that first day of the year, do that thing. Even if it's for a short period of time, do you know and, and you can make it a crazy busy day if you really want it to so uh, i mean so for instance this past year when 2016 began um there are a number of things that i started doing in small little increments in order to kind of keep the ball rolling and keeping with that particular tradition that i grew up with what you do on the first day of the year you're going to be doing the rest of the year so i slept in i relaxed <laughs> i played i you know, I, I, I contacted friends, I wrote, I did all the things that were to me the most important things to do. And I ended up continuing doing those things for most of the year. But interestingly enough, on the Chinese Zodiac, 2016 was also the year of the monkey. And I was born in the year of the monkey. And man, oh man, you want to talk about, you know, my, my nickname, Shiny Squirrel, for Shiny Object Squirrel, um, <laughs> monkeys. We, yeah, the monkey mind, the, the monkey whole, mind. boy, boy, was that monkey energy, energy so dominant this year. I mean, I was scattered like you wouldn't believe. Cool. Well, that, 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 so that 
that tradition, that ritual that, that you had growing up. And so it's, it's based in Brazil. It is. Mm -hmm. So um, in research, I found them. So this is a spiritual teaching that a Bulgarian master passed on. And I'll share this link. I've, I don't have the, the author of this blog, but focus on the first 12 days of the new year. Because mm -hmm. the first 12 days represent the whole year. So you're saying the day one represents the whole year. So this, this teaching is that um, the first of the year represents the whole month of January. The second day represents February and so on. Mm -hmm. So how you operate those 12 days is setting the tone for what you want to experience each of those months for the rest of the year. I love that. That's a little less stressful than trying to do it all in a single day. day. <laughs> <laughs> you have 12 days to spread over all of the, you know, the kindness, the love, the joy, the fun, the silliness, whatever you want to experience more of in the year to, to yeah. focus on for those 12 days. So, yeah. so that got me thinking, well, if that's, you know, is, if that's an ancient teaching or made up by someone on a blog last week, I don't know. But if it's, if it's set in the past, like, well, is that where resolutions came from? And then people start off strong and, oh, if, you know, people seem to give up by day 12. So is that, oh, they've set the resolutions then. And maybe giving up for the resolutions isn't as bad as we, we thought, perhaps. Right. Well, dude, if you're going to make shit up, I'll let that make it good. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I wanted to, like, oh, I wonder, what, like, what is, I, I look for the definition of, of a resolution. And especially yeah. a New Year's Eve resolution. Because that's, sure. that, that, when I was growing up, you heard of New Year's Eve resolutions and kissing someone at midnight and getting drunk. And that was like, that was, that was it for what I, what the it triad. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the whole community of New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. Get drunk, get kissed, and promise to do something. Get kissed or get laid, get drunk, or, <laughs> and then the resolutions, yeah. So a New Year's resolution is a tradition most common in the Western Hemisphere, but also found in the Eastern Hemisphere, in which a person makes a promise to do an act of self-improvement or something slightly nice. I love that slightly was in this definition. <laughs> Such as opening doors for people, beginning with New Year's Day. And that's it. Mm. Right? But, and, and, and I find that it's really become a joke these days. You know, see, I thought, again, growing up as a child, hearing people say it, it seemed to have more serious and it was really something I wanted to stick to. But now it's, it's just, you know, they're abandoned quickly. They're made fun of. I, I, know, I don't know if anyone seriously has a resolution or, you know, they, they're made up at 1159 <laughs> PM on New Year's Eve. Exactly. You're under peer pressure, peer pressure. Gotta get that resolution, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so. That brings up another, another interesting tradition as far as you and traditions, and that is the, the tradition of trying, you know, sweating out over what resolutions am I, going, am I going to have for the next year? Yeah. And then the, resol and then the tradition of criticizing the re resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so really the, only, the, the main resolution, and again, so I don't do resolutions. I, I never have because um, they, they just feel like fake promises. Pretty like, much. You know, if you want to resolve to do something, you don't need to wait for this one day of the year to do it. Yeah, it's a magical day. No, it's yeah. whatever. You know. So what I, I always like to do, you know, it starts in December. It's not just a New Year's Eve thing, but sometimes the day before, the day of New Year's Eve. I like to look back just at my calendars and schedules and, and blogs I've written. Mm -hmm. And start gathering, like, what, oh, what did happen? Oh, yeah, because, you know, we just forget. Like, did I, yeah, I think I did. Was that five years ago? Oh, no, it was six months ago. Wow. <laughs> um, and, exactly. I, and I really like to, to give thanks, to be reminded, again, of the lessons, to that notion of, you know, wind down with awareness. Yes. What the year really held. And then that usually starts bubbling up my desires. Like, mm -hmm. is there a class I took and I didn't do anything with it yet? Or if I find, um, like, I, I, I live in Evernote. 
and I just tackled such a thing, brainstorms, and I go like, oh, I found my brainstorm list from, you know, mid-year. I'm like, oh, wow, like five of the ten things got done. Awesome. Right. right? So it, it gets that, you know, celebrating, you know, myself and the things that have happened, which, which really makes, reminds me, you know, it's not about the, it's about the journey, not the destination. Right. Like the goal isn't just, let's get to the end of the year. Like, well, what did you do <laughs> this year? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, the, the, the whole awareness, like, for instance, I have, I've almost gone, I, you could say almost to an, an extreme of living in the now where I don't even worry about what has happened, but being aware of what, ha- what has happened, being aware of how far you have come absolutely helps with the journey. It absolutely helps you to understand or even tweak the destination or even change the destination as you're moving forward. So it doesn't necessarily, I mean, the way I look at it is it doesn't, you know, living in the now, it's critically important because now is the only, the only time it really exists. But being aware of the journey, being aware of how, where you've come from and, and where you are now is, is so much part of, of just expanding and growing and, and, it's a joyful part of the experience, to be honest. Right. It really is. And if, uh, you know, if, if we just don't take that time to look back and it just, you know, wow, we, we took another trip around the sun. Mm. Like, what happened at that time? And again, so to, to look back with gratitude, with awareness, with recognition, with recognition, with a bit of honoring everything that showed up and whether, whether you really thought it was a sucky year, like honor well, what sucked, Right. And to give pause, you know, feel, feel the, the, another round of grief. I just had right? a scroll moment. <laughs> I just had a scroll moment. What sucked? The election. But other than that, no, it's been a great year. Been a great year. Right. And well, so even if you thought, you know, November 10th was just the end of the world, well, ten, you had, you had nine, nine months full, full nine months before that. And that's why, you know, th- that, this, the whole year sucked was really... I think maybe that's why it bugs me now, because that's that was the black and white thinking I had and yeah. and have when when I'm depressed and suicidal, right? Right. And one bad thing, and you let it, you let it label entire year. You know, oh, my yeah, exactly. I just died. Oh God, you know, like it's it's the end of the world. Is what is the point of living? Like, well, yeah. Unless that was like your spouse, your dad, your child. There's plenty to keep going. Right, exactly. And interestingly enough, this was the year that the, that my father died. And and yet it has turned, at least as far as that relationship with him, even though he's physically no longer present, has has also been the year that I've had the most the most incredible relationship with him. Because he's been freed from all of the societal conditioning and garbage and everything else I've been carrying with him while he was here in the mortal state. And being aware of him being truly joyfully himself and and supporting me in my endeavors and and everything that I've been doing and him cheering me on. Oh my gosh, that's just, it's been incredible in that regard. Yeah. So so again, you can look at a painful situation. You had every reason to call, oh, what a shitty year, like everyone else had complained about. But no, you can look back, wait, you know, with the separation of time, you know, wow, I got through that. And it pulled me into a tighter relationship somehow with my dad. Yes, what? yes. Yeah. So again, and, you know, we, we, we've said it before in many different ways, you know, but there, there's a gift. In, in all of our collective shit, there are gifts. <laughs> exactly right. Sometimes you have to go digging through the shit, well, but there is a gift in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. So if you're the type of person, if you've ever been hesitant, you don't look back and it's, you know, again, to live in the moment, but this now moment can be about focusing and giving thanks for what you've gotten through, even if you're giving thanks for a moment that didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. And even if it's been, you know, you realize, wow, it's, it's now been seven years since I lost someone important to me. Like, wow, I couldn't have imagined that, that I would have gone on that long or, you know, whatever it may be. But, but you know, give, I encourage everyone to, it's so many of the things I found, you know, all start with just taking some time, right? Uh, give, you know, a half hour, all day, a week. I've got a friend going off to a, to a three-day of silence retreat to end the year. Right. So you don't have to go, if you can go that far and want to, great. But yeah, an hour alone, just in quiet and just, you know, with your calendar, with your journal, however you mm. kind of track your life. And um, there's one thing that I, I encourage my, my coaching clients to do and that, that I actually did for the first time this year <laughs> was uh, I call it, um, people call it a success journal. I call it um, an evidence log. And it's just jogging down my wins. And like right. each email, each rave review I've got, I would like, put in a different place and not just get lost. So I have a physical notebook with, yeah. with like things cut out and reviews and like, Oh, and you just, and they're all intentionally out of order, not any different subjects. I just hope the page are totally oh, random. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So but I actually keep what I call my, my, my celebration journal. Yeah. And it's, it's all of the things I've celebrated throughout the year. You know, my yay me moments. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's important to take that to, if you're a journaler, do you ever read your journals? Like, go back and skim. Like, look, what did you, what did you write last New Year's Day? Like, <laughs> I'll admit, I almost never go back and read my journals. Every once in a while, I might. But, it, it, you know, for me, journaling is almost like a moment of capturing that moment in the now in case somebody wants to see the journey. But for me, when I, once I write something down, it's almost become a, becomes a permanent part of my awareness. And I no longer need to go back to actually look at it because somehow it's, it's there. It's there for me to tap into. And then I usually don't have to or need to or want to in some cases. And, um, you know, as you're doing that, as you're reviewing your your wins, your losses, the tough moments, like let emotions come up. Mm -hmm. They're going to come up, you know, let let the tears flow. Let it, you know, speak it out, cry it out, exercise it out, journal it out, vision board it out. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I know some people that, you know, they update their vision board to make a brand new one on, on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Yeah. They set that new thing. And like, um, and that's something I've never put a, I've used vision boards and I've never put them together with New Year's Eve or anything. I'm like, oh, that could be a cool, that could be a cool family tradition. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And funny, because I've actually done the whole vision board thing myself. And I realized that for me, the vision board felt too much like it was a, uh, a, a generic one-size-fits-all type of an approach and so for I tried the vision board for a little while and it was fun and it was playful and it really kind of engaged more creative well I, I would say a more creative side of me no truthfully just virtually every part of me is creative to be honest <laughs> and it is engaged a side of me that I really enjoyed but in typical monkey or squirrel fashion you know I'm like okay I've had enough of this let me move on um, and, and truthfully, what I have found works for me is that the vision board is good to an extent for me, but now my tradition is thinking in terms of playfulness, being thinking in terms of, oh, it would be fun if, and being aware of the, it would be fun if, um, and I don't necessarily even write it down anymore it simply is just being aware of of what would be fun in this particular moment there are big things and i'll write down the big things so i don't forget particularly if there are dates involved or deadlines or things like that but otherwise it's you know i live my life by discovery and not by design it doesn't mean that i don't have a destination 
It just means that I live it by discovery. And I allow myself to enjoy the journey. I allow myself to kind of go along, go with the flow, be diverted, you know, backtrack a little bit, find a different route, whatever. But it is part, you know, so, so the vision board has turned more into a, just a, a, a journey of awareness and knowing what it is that I want and whether or not I've gotten it. Every person has their thing. Every person has their processes that they go through. And I think that the whole tradition, you now that year in tradition of, you know, measuring and looking and examining and everything else, every person has their own way. And what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another. And I've tried a lot of stuff. Now, uh, just before the show, I was talking about how I had gone through a lot of old, old communications and emails and so forth that I'd gotten about people from people who had recommended certain year and traditions that they engage in. One of them being, um, you know, looking back at the year, writing down all the successes, writing down the could be betters, and then making a list for the next year, what it is that you want to do better, what it is that you want to improve on, or not improve on, um, that you want to add to your successes and so forth. It's great. Do it if you want, if you do, but don't beat yourself up if you don't necessarily feel like doing it. You're having an awareness of where your destination is, that to me is the most important thing. Just being aware of where it is that you're going. Because if you have no idea where it is or what the destination is. So what would you what would you say to so, so exactly we're, we're days away from end of new year apio mm -hmm. i have no idea what my destination is i would say you know what in that case care about what it is that you want right now that's your destination cool. yeah and then once you get once you get there if the destination changes once you actually get there fantastic but if that destination is right now good enough and then you can go to the next now and then the next now and then the next now that's how you just keep going yeah yeah it's really just yeah, yeah. and again until you stop breathing you <laughs> get to a destination and realize oh there's another one oh they're right <laughs> exactly exactly cool. and i um i think i got this from jack canfield and i've been maintaining this for years and it's it's a, a be do and have list mm -hmm. everything i would like to be everything i would like to do everything i would like to have and i love new, that. new year's eve is when i i consciously go back and look at it Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, he encouraged you to write in each area to get at least 100 items. Yes. And I'm, yeah. I, I surpassed 500. But I, and because, thanks, it's, it, it's, not, it's all a computer, I can right. cross out the things I've done and yeah. still see. So it's really neat to see, oh, what can I cross out that happened this year and just see that list. So that's, yeah. and again, it's simple. It's not, you know, yeah. there's, there's as much ceremony to it as you want to create. But just what do you want to be, what do you want to do, what do you want to have? And, you know, I have used that exact same list. And I, I got it from Jack Canfield as well. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. That is one of the things that I still do engage in, perhaps not as consistently. But, you know, when I remember, oh, yeah, let me go back to that list or, you know, let me open it up and see what I want to add to it. Yeah. What can I cross off of it? It's fun. That, that's a really fun exercise. Yeah. You know, if you turn it into like a, oh, my gosh you know again everything needs to be come approached from a point of playfulness and joy at least that's that's how i always recommend yeah, no like all, everything yeah i i'm yes. not intentionally sharing any suggestion that's meant to feel like a burden and like oh, exactly. this is for you know if you've never if you you know you do don't plan you just shit another year's gone by and i found another quote that i love this is from robin sharma hmm. don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life 
<laughs> so again, if, if that's how if that's how you've been going, that's how you've been feeling, kind of destinationless, and just each year's the same as the last one, and just keep more people just keep leaving the planet on you. Um, you know, reflect. What did you like? What you know? You know, get get that be doing have make make the vision board. They're meant to be fun. Get some magazines. Just what? Ooh, look through a magazine. That's neat. I'd like to have that. Great. That's all it is. Yeah, and I've I've used all of those things, all of those tools. I've used. I would say the majority of them to get going, to get things started. And then I find my own things at work. Yeah. yeah and you know, it's like, if, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's, you're not, and I'm not going to go back to that, you know, the, 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 the definition of insanity, but you're not living, you're happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And we, like I encourage people, um, you can proactively, proactively create your life or mm -hmm. just passively react to life. Mm -hmm. and yeah, for a long time I just reacted to life. So these are all the ways that you can help, you know, you know, gather this year, you know, bless it, say goodbye to it, and then say, all right, what do I want to start creating for this next year that's coming my way? Yeah, right. That, that, that's a fun thing to do. Yeah. So another thing um, that I well, this comes up a lot too. Another so we've we've touched on you know reviewing, journaling, uh, meditation, making some little you know your own personal ritual of however you want to like honor what the past mm -hmm. year has been. Yes. Um, another thing that comes up from a lot of suggestions, something that I, I don't just do it at the year end, but, but clear your clutter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wait, I, clear, I gather clutter. Yeah. <laughs> do you, so do you ever clear it? Sometimes. <laughs> so this, this could be it's kind of a year long ritual type of thing. I clear it and then I start to gather it again and then I clear it and then I start to gather it again. I'm not even going to show you what's on this either side of the screen. Right now. <laughs> It's actually, it's not bad. It really isn't in most of it. So if you don't know how to clear clutter, what that really means, but you know, this could show up in your life as purging out your file cabinet, mm -hmm. right? Old forms, old stuff. Per, um, go through your closet. Stuff you know, haven't worn all year. Maybe that's a sign it's time to move on from that. Um, delete old files on a computer. Organize physical files or virtual files. Um, clearing away old and unnecessary paper. Um, archiving things. It, it allows fresh new yeah. opportunities to come into your life, right? Yeah. If, you're, if your cabinet is, or desk is full of like last year's bank statements everywhere, it's just chaos, like, well, what, what if it was order? Would, would money like to come into your life if it was more order, had a, had a file for it to live in, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, and these, you know, we touched on the election, you know, maybe it's time to purge your social media connections even, right? Is, is Aunt Martha always setting you on Facebook? You can hide her. You can block her. But you should bring it up because, you know, that was one of, the, that was one of those mid-year resolutions that I ended up making, and that is engage in social media less, not more. And, you know, consequently, it's like, well, I may be less aware of some of the things that have been going on in, in some of our circles. Um, but at the same time, oh, my God, my life has been so much more peaceful. <laughs> I have to admit, it's been it's been kind of nice. <laughs> so, and some um, Christy Marie Sheldon is a uh, a spiritual teacher that I know, and her her test for clutter is mm -hmm. pick something up. Do I love it? Then get rid of it. And so that's just wow. So if you want to, if you really want to clear clutter, just go. Do Do I love this still? No, get rid of it. Okay, okay, that's like. If I love it, don't I want to keep it? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're looking for that yes or no right. about yeah, that about makes the strictest sense. one. If I, if I don't love it anymore, gone. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. that that's a simple one. It's simple, but I find it hard to do. 
Oh yeah, because I, I, I did a lot of things. I don't, you know, do I love this printer? Well, no, but it still works. I like it. You know, <laughs> you know that kind of goes to a very human tendency that we have about with our emotions. You know, that common, you know, the common dialogue that we oftentimes have either with ourselves or with others. It's like. I don't want to stop feeling, I don't think I'll ever feel this way again. I'm like, well, yeah, it's true, you won't. You'll probably feel the same thing, but in a slightly different way, and there are infinite expressions of that emotion, but yeah, it's true. You'll never feel that exact same way again. And, but that you know, ties into the whole clinging, wanting, not wanting to let go. It's a, we have such a ritual within our lives as human beings of wanting to attach to things emotionally, even if it is a coffee mug or a piece of paper for heaven's sake. There's, there's so much attachment. Detaching doesn't necessarily mean that we're not, that we've stopped caring. Detaching just means that we're now we're, we're focused on now or focused on being in the now. Yeah. And Evan Winterson, you know, well, I, I don't love this thing anymore. Oh, but it reminds me of where it came from or the, and again, you mm -hmm. can honor that past and then let that thing go. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about documenting your success in various ways and looking at your achievements. Yep. Um, one other thing, so um, usually each year I do a thing I call an information fast, an info fast, because mm. as an entrepreneur, I sign up for lots of webinars and classes, and so my info fast, usually a month long, it's, I usually made it my birthday month of July or December, like info fast, I'm not, not going on, I'm not checking out anything new. I'm just using what I've already got. Um, and I didn't do it this year. But uh, so one thing that I was going to do um, New Year's Eve weekend was make a list of all the classes and programs and books I bought this year mm -hmm. that I haven't looked at at all yet. So uh, here's a reminder. I don't need to buy anything new. Let's, let's use what I've already purchased, right? Right. But right. so another, similar to that, um, one, of the, one of the tips I found was assess your lessons learned. Call your notes from the conferences, classes, and webinars you've attended throughout the year, as well as any books you've read. And now here's the real homework part. Summarize your key learnings and set up three to five action steps based on each of those things. Um, that, that's pushing it because I go to a lot of things, so I don't know if I could do that. Right, but right. the key is, you know, knowledge is great, but knowledge with action is really how you create your life. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And for, for the overachieving type A personalities out there, I'd say that's perfect. You know, that, that's really, really good. For me, it's just like, you know what? I uh, yeah, summarizing key learnings or going through and saying, "Hey, you know what? I got this out of here. I got this out of there." I think that's fantastic. I, I, that's something I'm probably going to take that particular piece of advice and go through a lot of shit that I've learned this year and uh, summarize it up. Yeah. Um, the rest of it, I don't know, but yeah, whatever, whatever works for you. Oh, and and to look at something and go, "Yeah, I got nothing from that." Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. Or or you probably I would even challenge that. Yeah, when you know, yeah. it was the lesson that oh, I don't need to buy things so frivolously. I mean, there's it's a lesson. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes that ritual can actually create a realization that you had no idea that would have ever crossed your consciousness had you not gone to the ritual. The, the, so this is why I make this list and and have info fast as well because I buy a lot of stuff. So two days ago, webinar and email. Well, that sounds that sounds amazing. I this is what I need. This sounds feels familiar. I bought it in July. <laughs> the thing I'm about to buy again now. I bought until I haven't used. Uh, I still still like that hook. It still interests me. So uh, that's like, and that proved that reminded me I had not made my list of my classes and webinars of 2016 yet to make sure that oh. I use them. Boom! Fist bump there. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and another thing, so another, another great way to end the year and have gratitude and awareness and go forward, um, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in sales, if you run your own business, thank your top clients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like what, what if you sent a handwritten note, a handwritten thank you to your top five customers or clients? Like how, how special would they feel or extend this to, to your vendors and your colleagues, right? The best performers on your team. If you're, if you're running a company or lead, yeah. lead people, right? Um, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Denver Broncos, the, the NFL team, the Denver Broncos, their linebacker, Vaughn Miller. Um, mm -hmm. just, I think it was the week before Christmas. He sent a bottle of wine and a thank you note to not just all the players on his team, but all the players in the NFL in his division. So he wow. sent a thank you card to his teammates and his competitors, thanking them for allowing him to live his dreams. Wow. Yeah. I like that is cool and powerful and full of gratitude and awareness. And that's, that's FCMF right there. And for those who aren't familiar with FCMF, we have a mutual friend. Jonathan Benjamin. Eventually, we're going to have him on the show. That he started this whole FCMF thing. FCMF is short for first class motherfucker. <laughs> and that is totally FCMF. Yeah. Hashtag FCMF. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think Jonathan's making a whole program of that. Yeah, he is. He's actually, it's, it's launching very, very soon. Cool. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I haven't been able to pin him down is because he's been so busy getting the program up and running and launching and so forth that, uh, yeah, he's, he's just been 100% focused on that, which is, which is, you know, yay him for that. And, uh, you know, so now we're kind, of, we're kind of leading into, you know, creating the new year and what do you want to write down? and. Um, one thing I've read, and, and there's research that backs this, backs this up, is that, you know, and, and, well, let me ask you, have, have you been good at, do you have three-year goals and five-year goals and those sort of things? I've never really been good at that. Um, I have them. I have, it, the word goal for me has always kind of been had a, like a slightly emotionally uh, triggering effect on me so so for whatever reason because goals for me are always kind of like okay I've, I've been here i've done that but then i failed i failed i failed i failed i failed and so i let go of the word goals and i've turned it into more of a would like to type of my would like to list my desire list and excuse me just one second here i need to uh Happy just got home and he was making some noise and didn't want to disturb us. So anyway, um, so so I've, I've turned it into my playlist, my would like to list. No longer a goal, but where I work now, it's kind of fun because they don't use the term goal either. They call it a GSD for get shit done. <laughs> yeah, those are the fun ways. Again, when things become weighted or feel heavy, you give it a funner acronym now. And yeah. oh yeah, yeah bring some lightness to it. Starts to feel heavy. I give it a better acronym. Yeah. It's still the same thing. I just change the terminology so that it has a more emotionally, um, uh, emotionally lighter touch. So we were talking a little bit before the show, and I've always been resistant to one, even one-year goals, and alone three and five. I just don't do it. <laughs> right. and, and I thought, oh, is it because you know uh, my history of depression and suicide attempts? So I'm not, I can't look forward because I didn't know I'd be here and that kind of stuff. But I was very happy to find research um, leading up to this show that said setting one, three, or five-year goals are a complete waste of time for human beings. 
<laughs> I feel our, our motivation drops off so much. So it's great to have a vision, a, the, the destination, which you have said often tonight. Um, but three to five year goals, it, it just we have a ninety day horizon for motivation. That's it. <laughs> right. A wise man once said, "Fuck that shit." And he yeah. After. <laughs> so the, the USC Minds and Society Center proved that goals beyond 90 days actually increase our procrastination. Um, Ludwig and Geller showed that without the feedback loop of short-term goals, our motivation immediately begins to drop off. And I've found, I've read this about projects I've seen in my life that any project will inflate to fill the time it is given. Oh yeah, I am, I am living proof of that. <laughs> So I offer and suggest to you to take 2017 and see it as bursts of 90 days, right? And that's what companies do it. They, they go on, you know, go quarter to quarter to quarter. And that's what they focus on. Right. They don't focus on the whole year at one time, right? Yeah. So, and you know, it's interesting. I, I am so glad you found that study and that you cited it because I feel so vindicated right now. <laughs> Did you fund this study? <laughs> oh man i would so yeah i'll fund that one for sure laurie go for it i just when you when you were saying that it just reminded me of so i'm a big football freak and i'm a new england patriots fan and bill Belichick, no. coach <laughs> always talks about each month of the season he talks about September, four games, and every week it's always we just focus on this game that's coming up. We don't think about the next game. We only think about this game, right? So there's never talk, like for as many times as they've gotten to the AFC Championship and gone to the Super Bowl, they never, you will never hear him or the team players mention the Super Bowl yeah. until they're in it. I love that. They don't. They always talk about we reached our first our first goal, right? They just won the division. We reached our first goal. We have other things to do. Yeah. So it's out there. That's their long term, you know, mm -hmm. ultimate goal. The destination. Yeah. The vision. The destination. Yeah. But they do not like when you said it. I'm like, oh my god. You. I have never heard a Patriots player talk about or Belichick talk about going to the Super Bowl ever, not in preseason, not ever. They just talk about our next goal is the next, our, our next thing is the next game. Yeah. That's it. And it's only about doing their direct job. And it just dawned on me. I'm like, oh, my God. They never talk about it. Like other teams, like, oh, we want to get to the Super Bowl. That's our goal. They, they never say that. Yeah. I, even the owners don't talk about it. So he, Belichick, obviously – subscribes to this and has told everyone, no, you can't talk about it. And, and that's the important thing. I was like, oh my God, they don't, they, they never, like other coaches, I hear them, we want to get to the Super Bowl. That's our goal. Yeah. But I have never heard Belichick ever say it. Mind you, he's been to, what, how many? Uh, six. Lost count. <laughs> like six in, while well, he's coached us. So yeah. us. Yeah like that so i, I love just, it i love it i just wanted to mention that because 
because I'm not a goal setter at all. Like I am, it is a huge aversion of mine. Mm-hmm. And even like saying, setting a, what do you want to do for New Year's? It's like, I'll decide on New Year's. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, can't, I can't like, ooh, I don't like any of that. But again, and if, if, it's, if you don't know where you're going, it's hard to know you got there. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't, right. like I, I get the, and when I take the time to do it, wow, I see the value. But I also ignore it many years of absolutely absolutely and, and to your point i think the whole i mean this this is a thought that has, i've had many many times this you know is is it perhaps gender specific as as far as the desire to have goals and everything else um i don't know maybe that's a question that we want to explore in a future show perhaps you know is 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 it, is it a guy thing that we always have to you know pursue goals 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 you know part of the competitive nature of us or whatever um a thought, just just a thought. I don't Maybe know. goals. Well, so so let so let's talk about goals because I've got the you know I've always yeah. heard in the business world it, you want to have smart goals, and this is the, the structure and and smart is the acronym for um, specific, oh, yeah. measurable, achievable, and results focused, mm-hmm. and like that feels you know like men and rigid and ugh, the, I don't that's horrible and gross. <laughs> Um, so I found one guy that gave, gave it, from when it comes to personal goals, he called it smarter goals. So it's still specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, time frame with an emotion and a reward. Because you got, the emotion means, you, it's, it's, you know, the big phrase now is like, what's your big why? Like, why are you doing that? What, so yeah. how does it feel setting that goal? And how will it feel achieving that goal? And so that's your emotional a- aspect of it. And also identify a reward, you know, a reward mm-hmm. when you get there, right? Cause it like, yeah, yeah, achieve something. And you know, you know what it is? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> now what? <laughs> so, and you know, if it's, you know, if it's food, if it's a treat, if it's, uh, you know, buying some music, if it's getting some new, some new clothing, if it's like whatever it is, but know ahead of time. Right, yeah, right? yeah. Create that motivation and also, don't have just by the end of the year, I want to do this because we talked about, you know, project bloat. So if you got a big yeah. thing, break, break it down. Those 90 day chunks. So have yes. a 90 day goal, have, you know, chunk down your reward, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then you get or, the shoes and then you get the hat and this, whatever else. Yeah. You're what 90 what I, day, I want this. I mean, if you can't use the word goal, it's like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. six in your craw or something. And just say yeah. my, 90, my, my 90 day, I want this. And yeah, and the part of the, I want this, I want the reward. In fact, um, I've even seen that broken down even further where it's like, you know, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do this. And my reward after doing this for the next 30 minutes is this. And that's especially uh, applied in, in, in the area of personal fitness. Fitness. That's where I've seen it most frequently used is, you know, okay, I'll exercise for 30 minutes. Then I'll reward myself with um, something good, but not necessarily fattening. <laughs> yeah. And that's a tough thing. Like really, like, wow, like, it's right. like growing up, I was a heavy kid because every reward was food. Yeah. So and, and, you know, you know, I was joking, like, what, I, you know, what, what's the man's best outfit? I don't know. I don't know how to shop. I didn't, I can really dress myself. So that's, it's tough to say that is a, is a reward for me as well. So yeah. So I reward with music, with a concert, maybe perhaps with a book. Um, those are things I'll identify. Or again, a nice meal at a specific place, not just, you know, 
brownie Sunday somewhere, but you know, <laughs> a healthy meal somewhere nice. <laughs> you know, and recently one of my rewards, a couple of my rewards that I've been giving myself are, are you know, again, I've been having a hard time being playful. <laughs> Ironic, I talk about it a lot. Uh, but, you know, so, so, so some of my playful rewards for myself are either little Lego things, because I love Legos, I still continue to collect them. I will never let go. I'm so glad when they open up a Lego store nearby, because now I've just gone crazy with it um but also you know uh like for instance going to a movie so i've been to see rogue one multiple times let's just put it that way oh. <laughs> yeah so that's an important thing to to to, to again we, we originally talked about like ways to honor and recognize the past so mm-hmm. honor recognize your goals and your accomplishments as they're going don't don't wait 12 months to celebrate what you've done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Turn the celebration into something fun for you and make it about you. So if goals are a word you're comfortable with, I'll call them actions. Or again, that's what my be, do, have list really is kind of my, my lifetime goal thing. I love that. I will will set it out to times. Like what I want to be, do, and have in Mm -hmm. January. Well, now I'll really look at, you know, based on the, the first 12 days of the yeah, which which each focus on be do have yeah. different each of the twelve days to signify the coming twelve months. There's another yeah. way to read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Take a lot of these and we can mishmash them together. In fact, you reminded me that it's been it has been over a year since I looked at my be do have list. Time to pull it out. And Laura, you wanted to say something. I did just around the rewards. Um, I have a really tough time rewarding myself. Like that's like doesn't come easy. Right, like, because you should finish the project before you reward with the on uh, smaller steps. Mm-hmm. But um, I worked with a coach, and he made me like that was part of the challenge. Was he like I had to reward myself? And for for people who struggle with it, like you had to find. I, he was he was like, well, what do you really want? And I was like, oh my, I, I was like, I don't know. And but I love to cook, mm-hmm. so. He said, you have to buy, like, I got to buy, like, a new cool knife to cook. So for people who have hobbies that might not be willing to spend the money on, like, something extravagant, like, right, like, it's hard to justify, like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to buy a $150 knife? Like, right? Like, that's, like, crazy, right? And that's what I was saying to him. I'm like, well, if I get a new client, I can't take that a chunk of that money and go buy a knife. That's so stupid, right? Like in my mind, right. that's like ridiculous. But um, he was like, well, if you didn't have, like, it's not all of the money. And if you didn't get the client, you wouldn't have any. So what, what is the difference? And so I was like, oh, so what when we talk about rewarding, like, it doesn't it doesn't have to be food. I, I am a very yeah. food oriented person as right. well. So did you? Yes. I have, I have learned to treat myself with that kind of stuff for, for that. And I was in Weight Watchers for years and they were very much oriented and I had to lose a hundred pounds. And so you you can't you you can have that long term goal, but you can't not celebrate along the way. So for every five pounds I celebrated, but for every 25, I splurged and got something and it wasn't food. And, but it, it is for a lot of people. And I, I, I don't think men would be different on this. A lot of people, it's really hard to justify or to come up with things that 
are considered rewards that right. aren't the standard things. Like, oh, going out to dinner. Well, I go out to dinner every week. That's not special. Like, how do you give yourself that extra treat and not – so it's it's a toughie, but, like, I found, like, if you have a hobby, that could be your yeah. – you know, that's an easy way to find a way to reward, like, through that. I mean, I like to travel, too, but, like, within reason, right? Like, I if – if I had my way, every five pounds, I'd be like, woohoo, weekend out in California. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to the Bahamas. But, oh, that would be a big one for me. It's like a definitely woohoo type of reward. But, but you can certainly sell, like I got a diamond bracelet when I got to my final goal. So it's like, but, and I knew that was my plan. Like my plan was I'm getting that when I, when I get there. Yeah. So that's another great, that's another way this be, do, have list can come into play. Mm -hmm. so you would look at that, like, what are some of my rewards I've listed? Oh, hey, I can get that one and, right, I'd have it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's, there's, there's two more things I want to I wanna share before we wrap up. Um, one ritual, one way I deal with ritual art is, is burning. So, yeah, if, again, if, you, if, you, if you're in that 2016 sucked camp, you know, write it down, review it. Well, what? I don't want to feel, I felt this, you know, write it down and, and then set it on fire to release it, let it go, right? Or even, um, and this is harder for me because I'm, I'm kind of a hoarder. If I have my intentions and everything I want to happen and my be doing have for the new year and maybe they're all written out in, in quarterly chunks, um, you know, a coach I had in the past was like, set that on fire too. Let, let that spirit, let that dissolve. And I'm like, but no, then it won't have it to follow. I, I need to have it, you know? So that's my own shit <laughs> then, then. But uh, so I challenge myself to just burn everything. Everything I create on New Year's, New Year's Eve day, I shall set fire to. And, you know, and have you tried doing that for the things, the joyful things also, the, the, the great things? Have you tried doing the burning and releasing the good things? Yeah, that's what, that was the first time. It was the both. I'm like, really? Like, so, the, all right, yeah. I, like, I wasn't certain if that's what you were referring to. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I could bur burning things I didn't like and wanting to let go and be <laughs> done with, that's easy. But yeah, setting fire to, you know, my, these are my dreams. <laughs> but that, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so the, the last thing the last ritual I want to pass on is something you can, you can do kind of all year or whenever you choose to start. And, mm -hmm. you know, New Year's Day might be a great time to start. And if you're doing it, it's a great time to kind of review it. But it, it, I, it's called the Jar of Happiness. And so I just, I have a mason jar kind of adorned with things. And the, the idea is each day, you just a little note, you put in the jar, the, the happiest thing that happened that day. And you keep, you fill up your jar. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, you, you go to your jar and you, oh, you spend all day and you read them all. So it's almost like a living gratitude. It's just a different way to honor, to appreciate, to have reminders. Um, I, I filled up my first jar three years ago. And my jar, I used too small of a jar. It was like, you know, it was halfway through the year, my jar was full. I'm like, well, I did this wrong. You know, my, my rule keeper is saying, I've done this wrong. I screwed it up. So I have never opened this. This is three years old. I've, I've never dunked into it because, and we've talked about this, my prior two years to this, I was depressed and miserable in the winter. So New Year's Eve, I don't, I don't have a great history of, yay, it's New Year's Eve. You know, right? <laughs> well, it's of doing it New Year's Eve, do it on New Year's Day. And, you know, and, yeah. and you know, that tradition of what you do on the first day or the first 12 days of yeah. the year. So I think I, so I, but to honor this, I'm picking out one. So fantastic ebook class, my first at Circles of Wisdom. 13 people attended, all raved. 
Wow, May 28th, 2014. So yeah, I think I made that. So that's my own, again, my one note thing. I don't, I don't, I'm sure my instructions, the, the idea of this, I didn't have to date it, but I, I want to know exactly when this happened. <laughs> so, so I'm going to spend uh, part of my New Year's Day is going to be reopening and reading each, each thing. And, yeah. uh, and I'm going to start again. To, to, that this is partially something I, I taught and shared. I have an online class called um, The Power of Gratitude. Right. And this is one of the exercise. And I, yeah. so it's when I made that class, and I've never finished that exercise i've never gone and read that so that's one thing i will do but that's yeah, I, I love that one i you know i i don't think i've actually heard, i maybe have heard people allude to it but wow i i think I, that's one that's a new one i'm going to be incorporating into my practice yeah it's yeah personal it's, practice because yeah. i it's, it's what a great tradition yeah and again anything that's fun Mm. Add it to your practice. Yes. And if you haven't done any of this, if, if you haven't journaled, if you haven't meditated, if you haven't given yourself time alone, if you haven't looked back at your calendar to what was like, oh, thank God I'm not doing that again. Or, oh, wow, I forgot that happened. G give yourself that opportunity. Yeah. And then, you know, have a new ritual every year. Like, mm -hmm. you know, ritual is meant to support. And ritual just means a certain set of steps around something to kind of, to, to almost make a sacredness, to make, exactly. it, make it more meaningful. So you make your own ritual yeah and there's a difference between ritual and tradition and i think it's you know important to clarify that you know true ritual is something that evolves and expands with us whereas tradition is just doing the same thing over and over and over again tradition is like insanity yeah. <laughs> right. so if, if tradition is getting drunk waiting up waking up hungover at three in the afternoon in the new year you know and, and again if it, if it feels good if you enjoy it great knock yourself out right. but if you spend the first 12 days of the year regretting how you went to the prior year you know just we encourage you and invite you to just set a better tone right if you want change in your life uh, here's just a number of ways to, to start bringing some about and, and it doesn't have to be everything. It can be just one thing. It can even be a portion of one thing. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know, it's just something. A small, small change, a small, small doing something different is enough to get, it go, to get that snowball going. Oh, and I got one more, one more short one. I have oh. not done this, but I discovered this. So this is for welcoming good luck and prosperity. Um, I believe it, it's feng shui related. Mm -hmm. um, so for good luck in the coming year, people in some cultures throw money into the house the first time they enter after the new year has begun. So mm -hmm. if you're staying home New Year's Eve, go outside your front door a minute after midnight and throw coins through the entryway. Bless them with all the qualities you want to bring in the new year. Joy, clarity, success, health, whatever it is. Leave them where they land for 48 hours, then give them to charity. Ooh. So that's the good luck, prosperity, money throwing ritual. That I'm, I'm going to do that this year. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So then, no, if, you, no you, if you're going out New Year's Eve, you're going to want to remember that and have something when you come back home. Basically. Well, yeah, it's, going, it's not going to be 12 or 1. I can tell you that right now. Because <laughs> I am going <laughs> out. Yep. So whenever you come home, yeah. you chuck your wallet through the door, but then you have to give it all away. So, you know, decide what you're going to throw through the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can pull out a hundred dollar bill somewhere and throw that through the door. And Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, I want to take the time um, 
if I had done some of these practices, Real Madrid mm -hmm. would have started a month earlier. <laughs> December, I was not in the best place. So it was right, right. And I was like, what do I want to do? What's showing up? Um, but so, which really does prove you can make change whenever you want to in your life. Amen to that. Yeah. So these are things that are popular if you search. But again, I just don't waste your energy around resolutions and get caught up in that mm -hmm. tradition. Again, unless the tradition means something and helps you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, play, make your own ritual, make your own hashtags, first class, get shit done, motherfuckers, whatever you want it to be. Yes, the USCMF. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. Um, I'm looking forward to next year um, for what it brings to the show, what it brings to the world, everything. I am so excited about it because not only is it going to be a year of birth, a year of new, you know, but it's, it's just, man, dude, it's like the future is so bright. As what's the old song, you know, the future's so bright, I got to wear shades. For sure. For sure. I'm excited. I, I am so excited about everything that's coming and everything that's already taken place. So I want to thank you, Apio, for, for a great year here and elsewhere, not just, just on the show. Indeed. Uh, I'll thank Lori, my wife, who, who joins us the most often and for, uh, and for sharing some of her opinions tonight. And I love it whenever you jump in, Lori, because it always just adds so much to the conversation. And, and just, again, proof. You, you don't have to be a man to listen, to partake, to get value. So we will be live again Tuesday, January 10th, 2017. It's going to take a while to get used to saying that. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I, don't write, I don't, don't write as many chicks as I used to have to, so I don't yeah. write it wrong for the first, you know, three months of the year. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna, it's going to, it's, you know, we're really opening the new year with a festive topic here. We're going to be talking about humanizing sexual abuse with our, with our guest, Ben Gaddis. Um, so we're going to be exploring sexual abuse from the perpetrator and the victim side. So, right, so it's going to be a, a powerful, healing, mm. um, deep episode. Indeed. Or not. Maybe we'll laugh our way through it, which happens often, too. We, we do that a lot, too. <laughs> yep. But uh, anyway, well, we uh, wish you all the best um, for the rest of this year, for all of next year, for all of the coming years that we all have before us. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for joining us. And until next time, um, join us at realmenfeel.org. Join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook. Share what you thought of this show. Give us a review on iTunes. Comment on the blog. Share the show. Um, you can also reach out to us via email at realmenfeel at gmail.com. And uh, have a fantastic New Year's. Indeed. Happy New Year to everybody. And Andy, thank you for one of the most amazing years I've had so far. Beautiful. Thanks. It's been my honor to be here with you. Likewise. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>